The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof. Pant pant. Farlands or Bust, indeed, as... Oh, we only had one block to break to exit out of our hidey hole. The sun rises in the east, the sheep emerges from the waters, as I guess that's where they're from. He's, he's, he's evolving before our very eyes. We will secure the hidey hole, get rid of some junk that we have here. Grab Wolfie for his 500th episode on Farlands or Bust. That's right. Today is episode 532. We got Wolfie on episode 32 back on June 6th, 2011. That was just after I had already introduced the Child's Play charity fundraiser and uh yeah i just had introduced that and I, I went back and i checked the video and yeah it certainly went up on june 6th 2011 but it actually i was doing some caving <laughs> that episode apparently and i didn't actually tame wolfie until until i like was midway through the the episode which was kind of a crazy thing but yeah we've had wolfie for 500 episodes now and today it is Saturday, November 21st, 2015. So quite possibly the longest-lived Minecraft wolf in all of the lands here, specifically in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. Supposedly they added later on uh, different wolf AIs so that they wouldn't be so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Silly? Let's say silly. They wouldn't be so silly and willingly leap off the edge of cliffs and into dangerous situations, but uh, Wolfie has not had that upgrade. <laughs> he, is, he is the same as he ever was since episode 32, pretty much. And uh, we are the same as we ever were, continuing on to the Varlands here. Hey, check out that well-crafted segue. Would have been even better if I didn't point it out. But uh, yeah, we are continuing on west to the Farlands and continuing to raise money for Child's Play Charity. We got in some uh, good number of donations. I, I reached out and said, I need some questions, I need things to talk about. And you guys certainly uh, heeded the call and we got a bunch of donations. We are now up to $9,461.11 raised for Child's Play Charity this season, season six. We're trying to get to 60000 when I do finally, or when you do, when you guys finally reach $60,000 is when we will schedule the, the end of the season Flabathon Marathon, and then I will finally press F3 to see how far we've walked since the last one. And uh, we're working on some, some good times here. Some good, uh, good progress made. Good progress made indeed. And I'm looking forward to that. And of course, looking forward to continuing to help Child's Play Charity. So yeah, I do appreciate all that. And, and from that, we do have quite a few episodes. Isn't that right, Wolfie? Wolf indeed. Uh, speaking of Wolfie, we, we doth require some additional foods, so keep your eye out for some pigs. We can give Wolfie a birthday treat, I suppose. Uh, apparently the birthdays in Minecraft are based on YouTube episodes, and not necessarily years or dates, maybe. But 
Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about. 532 episodes. So now it's been over 500 episodes that we've been calling this Far Lands or Bust. I think it was 530? It might have, or I'm sorry, episode 30? Where I first... I, I That's when I first introduced uh, the, the Child's Play charity donation thing. And then from that is when I first officially started to name the series. Instead of Adventures in Minecraft, I named it Far Lands or Bust. And uh, we've been going ever since. So that's a little bit of a milestone information there for you to have. Whoop! Spelunk indeed. Spelunk indeed. And and so much has changed. So much has changed. Craziness to even... I can't even remember what it was like. I mean, I'm, I like I said, I went back and kind of skimmed through that episode 32. Uh, I had a lot of background noise. I was still using the old Razer headset. <laughs> I was uh, still recording in fraps and even possibly making my videos in Windows Movie Maker. I might have changed. The first couple dozen episodes were with Windows Movie Maker, but I might have started to notice its shortcomings and started to, to move on to something else, probably like the trial version of Sony Vegas before I got it. Um, something like that. But uh, But yeah, crazy times indeed were had and continue to be had. Farlandsbus.com is where you can continue to have your own crazy times donating to Child's Play Charity. <laughs> so go ahead and keep doing that. I can still, even though we got some questions in, I can always always use more. It's a long journey ahead of us. A long journey indeed. One of the things, one of the things that has very literally recently changed, as in yesterday, YouTube now uh, has introduced that it is going to start defending fair use cases a, you know, when when a claim, a manual claim, when when say the the, the basic here's the gist, the basic uh, reasoning and uh, uh, you know pretty much uh, description as to why this is a thing now is is people will upload somebody uh, will upload a video criticizing something else, uh, a video game, a movie, uh, something else. They'll criticize something and then. The target of the criticism, regardless of whether or not it's it's valid, really matters. But uh, the target of the criticism could and has, in in multiple occasions, gone through the YouTube claims process and claimed copyright over that video and have it taken down, like a D DMCA takedown. And up until now, the only recourse most YouTubers would have around that would be none, because the only thing you can do, if somebody claims copyright on your content, the only way you can you can fight that is to take them to court. And uh, I know I myself uh, would not be able to afford to do that, uh, nor would, would others. So it basically is just a, a way that certain scumbags of the world have found a, a, a loophole in order to to quash, to silence criticism about them or their services or products or whatever. Uh, the biggest example and, and the place I'm getting this information from is uh, Jim Sterling, who is a, a video game... He's a writer for a long time, uh, and now he makes videos, criticisms and whatnot, uh, and, uh, you know, does a bunch of uh, videos about, uh, in particular, 
really bad games on Steam that are made available by really either bad developers or like really poorly made early access games. Uh, you know, he also does bigger bigger games and stuff like that too, I think. But uh, he's run into a lot of problems where these developers will, like I said, claim copyright on his video if he says bad things about their video game and the video gets taken down. It's an automated process. Uh, so now YouTube is saying that they, in these cases, if need be, uh, if, if the situation isn't resolved outside, will provide legal, up to a million dollars of legal funds for the YouTuber to defend themselves and to, to overturn that, that copyright claim in court. I don't believe it's ever come to that, and I think this is far more of a symbolic thing. It's a good thing. Let me just say it's a good thing. Uh, but it's far more of a symbolic thing. Now, before, say, these developers or, or publishers or whoever uh, decide, instead of just willy-nilly sending out takedown notices all around the, the YouTubes uh, to have their way with, with how their product is perceived, they'll have to stop and think, well, I can do this takedown, but, but now this YouTuber, who perhaps only has... 10,000 viewers or whatever, now this YouTuber suddenly has a million dollars of legal funding behind them from YouTube if they, they decide to come after me in, in retaliation, or, or not retaliation, but in, in, in fair use, fair legal use of, of the content. So so I think it's a it's a very uh, symbolic thing. Like I said, I'm not sure it's, it's ever really going to come into direct practice. I don't know if it has or not. I don't know how much Jim Sterling has said about his certain run-ins with developers and things, but uh, but that's good news. Unfortunately, it, it's a step. It's a first step. It's a first step of YouTube actually showing that instead of bending to big publishers, big music, big video, big TV and, and, and movies, you know, the, the, big, uh, the big kahunas, uh, they are instead putting their, their their weight and their money behind the creators, us, video makers, who who are the ones who make the platform what it is. So that's that's a good sign. It, however, has no precedence or no... It doesn't mean anything for the Content ID system. The Content ID system is an automated system where, uh, where automatically, robotically, uh, algorithmically... Uh, you know, content is compared to the content of people registering their content with the content ID system. How many more times can I say content in the same uh, content of the sentence that contains content? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can go back and forth there multiple times to the point where it gets to a, a takedown notice situation. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, the this this new uh, backing million dollar legal backing only applies to manual claims where somebody actually manually goes in and says yes I want to take down this video for copyright infringement the the content ID system uh, is not the same so it's a step hopefully this starts to apply to the content ID system uh, which I've talked about many times this is not a new topic for those of you watching my channel um, but uh, yeah good news indeed let's go to sleep and continue in the morning <laughs> Awakeness. This is uh, good news indeed. It's also kind of, uh, you know, it's on the heels of probably some negative, oh, hello, zombie, negative publicity as far as the, the rollout of YouTube Red and YouTube Bread and how uh, that was kind of 
mishandled in regards to YouTube's communication with its creators. Uh, I don't know if this is in response to that. Uh, also, the recent win of the uh, a very famous copyright takedown of, of YouTube history, the, the dancing baby, the baby who was just on a family video dancing to like a Prince song in the background and Prince and the publishers sent takedown notices and went to court and millions and millions of dollars were spent and, and finally uh, it was ruled in favor of the video uploader, the, the not, not Prince or the, the, the claimers as fair use. So fair use Still, yeah, I mean, fair use is, is definitely tested and works in the case of, like, video game reviews and stuff. We still haven't seen much in the way for, like, Let's Plays. Uh, I, yeah, as somebody who obviously does this <laughs> full-time, I would hope it applies, but without it being actually tested in court, uh, we still have to wait for that. And, and like I said, I hope maybe, who knows, maybe this will show uh, a single step towards refining and redefining and redoing, perhaps scrapping and starting over from scratch, the content ID system, which in and of itself can and has been uh, very easily abused. I mean, even just being able to have YouTube say like, okay, if you're a, you're in the content ID system and uh, you're making claims that are constantly being overturned, or like say I get a claim against a racing video of mine because some other network has a racing video of Forza or whatever, so they suddenly claim all my Forza videos. Uh, you know, if you make a claim and then we have to overturn that claim because the, they, you know, I would dispute that claim. Uh, you know, if you have this many of those, if you have like 10 of those, then we revoke your rights. You know, you know, have some sort of punishment for the false claims, which right now none exists, so they can just uh, go wildly and, and crazily into the night with the false claims for, for all we care. Uh, but YouTube has yet to really... Uh, even acknowledge the fact that there are some of those flaws in the content ID system. What am I looking at over here? This is this is some craziness that we... Whoa! Whoa, alright. It's like a bunch of TNT went off. Um, let's take a little gander. There was like that weird shaft of light I was seeing in the distance. Yikes! This is some... You know, you, normally the caves and stuff are like painted with a brush. It's kind of how Notch described it. These these brushes are are wacky and, and crazy. They're all intersecting and stuff. They don't seem to know which way they're going. Oh, that's what I was seeing. What am I seeing through there? I must investigate. Well, that is really dark. Why is that so dark? Ooh, spooky. Oh, I see. I'm seeing the light from the lava, I guess. Wow. I need to find out what is beyond this this wall of darkness. Probably death. Careful now. Oh, okay. Wow, that is one heck of a lighting situation that we've got there. I'm surprised I can't see any spawners, you know? What with all the dithering down to the basement there. Gosh, this is spooky. It's spooky, man. It's totally spooky. I'm surprised there isn't at least... I hear a bunch of zombies. So I'm gonna assume that there might be a spawner somewhere around here. Alright, uh, we need to come up with an escape plan. That way looks like an escape plan. I'm just investigating. Okay, we've got some lava. Alright. 
Very bizarre. Very bizarre indeed. A bunch of iron. I thought I really need it. I guess I fixed that lighting glitch over there. Wow, look at that. Yeah, it's like a brush and it just continues on down. I'm trying to look out of my periphery to see... I think I see water down there. Well, I'm never getting that torch back, that's for sure. Neat. This is some neat stuff, man. Totally neat stuff. Uh, escape plan? What was your escape plan, Kurt? <laughs> Easy now. Alright. Neat. This was neat. I, I say this was neat, I say. Hmm. Alright, well, we, we see a lot of neat stuff here in Far Lands of Bust. How am I gonna get out of here? Alright, let's, uh... Hi, Wolfie, how you doing? Are you worried for me? <laughs> oh, man. Woof! Crazy stuff indeed. Hey, speaking of crazy stuff... Uh, I, that was a terrible segue. I started with a good segue, but I, I cannot keep it up. Uh, we do have, like I said, a bunch of questions coming in with donations to Child's Play Charity. I do appreciate everybody picking up the slack there. I was running out of questions to be answered. But we got a bunch more. This one from Enyan says, more of a tip here than a than a question. Enyan says, You can break your crafting bench faster with the sword. They tested it 2.8 seconds versus 4.0 seconds with the fists. Really? Because it's not any faster with the axe in this version of Minecraft the workbench block was not treated as a wood block so it did not get the same effects from from axes and let's let's make a why don't we make a boat on the other side of here and we'll test that out i know i have a boat but let's just make another one for 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 sheer testy uh sake cuz i have i mean i wasn't breaking it with my sword before not that i knew this was a thing because i had the diamond sword of spawn point in this but that now rests at 2266779 at that f3 monument as it forever will <coughs> oh excuse me i'm so sorry Woo, that like the way i said that word like made my throat suddenly dry zoop no soup for you all right here we go let's make a boat not with sticks even though when you break a boat, sticks come out of it. All right, we've made a boat. Let's do it with our fists. All right, that takes a, a good while. Now let's try it with our sword. It seems slightly less. Slightly yet less. Yeah, that, that, that that's about right. I was kind of counting in my head. He said 2.8 versus 4.0. Yeah, it was about like a 25% increase in speed. Uh, nothing worth writing home about. I mean, even over the course of 500 episodes, uh, you know, the few seconds, the, the, the less, you know, the 1.1 seconds I may or may not have saved is a little bit negligible. I'm sure added up it isn't, but overall, of all the other things I do, like drifting left and right or stopping by to look at weird holes in the ground, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not sure if it's really holding us back too much, uh, but I do appreciate the tip. Uh, I honestly didn't really uh, consider that. Maybe I could start doing that now, but I'll, I'll probably forget. But <laughs> yeah, thanks for the tip and, of course, the donation to Child's Play Charity. It's been a while, this next donation asks, three years since you spent a whole episode talking 
about your pants? Could you talk about your pants? Sincerely, a pants lover. Pants! <laughs> um, why was I? I do remember I like titled an episode Pants or something like that because I was talking about pants. I was probably talking about jeans, and denim, and whatnot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I don't think I addressed. Moving to Phoenix, Arizona, when it is, you know, 110 degrees for three months at a time, uh, and like, you know, 90 degrees is the low overnight. Fahrenheit, obviously I'm talking about. I don't live on the surface of the sun. The, well, you can be mistaken, I suppose, sometimes. I'd never previously in my adult life wore shorts. Probably college was the last time I wore shorts. Okay, I guess we're getting that boat. Uh, the the college cargo shorts, <laughs> but uh, in my adult life, I kind of exclusively stuck with pants. Even in the summers in Chicago, uh, it was kind of a comfort thing, kind of a style thing. I really didn't think I needed to inflict my pasty white chicken legs upon anybody. Uh, so always pants, mostly always jeans. Uh, I could go with a, a khaki slash chino now and again, but uh, yeah, I, I pretty much always wore pants up until, up until, ooh, up until I moved here to Arizona, to Phoenix. Uh, then I did indeed purchase, <laughs> I found the need to purchase and, and wear, uh, I got three pairs of shorts. They're nice-ish shorts, I mean, as nice as shorts can be, but uh, yeah, it gets warm. <laughs> so shorts are definitely something that you want to wear. Phoenix is kind of known for being kind of casual on the wardrobe front. Mostly probably because of the, the summer heat. You're not going to really find too many people wearing suits. Of course, I don't really know anything about the, the business sector of, of, of Phoenix or anything like that. So I'm sure people do wear suits, but it's a lot more casual. Uh, certain restaurants, events... Just being out and about, people tend to dress a lot more casually. Probably more casually than they might. Oops, what am I doing? Let's break this down much faster than we slightly did before. Uh, I meant to place down dirt for the elevated hidey hole. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been wearing shorts. I've stopped wearing shorts recently, probably the last couple weeks. We've It's been cool, <laughs> relatively speaking. We've had a couple days where it barely uh, got out of the 60s. But uh, I've been wearing, I've been pretty much wearing jeans since I got back from Seattle, I'm sorry, Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, I just packed a single pair of jeans that I wore on me and uh, coming back, I'm like, yeah, it's the right temperature. I, I'm, I'm comfortable in, in jeans, uh, denim and whatnot. So there we go. There's your pants story of the day. What is that? Oh, that's a spider's red eyes. I'm like, what is going on over there? It's a jumping flower. Uh, let's go to sleep and continue. Probably not talking about pants. But we'll continue in the morning. And a pantsness. And a pantsness. But yes, I probably discussed pants in that earlier episode when talking about my interest and and mild entry into the world of selvage dem denim made in the USA jeans and whatnot. Are you friendly? You're friendly. Uh, but I haven't actually... I'm still wearing the jeans that I was probably wearing when I recorded that episode. They last a long time. 
you can uh, you can stretch them out for a while. They're getting quite faded, but then I, I I've since had I've got more solid denims that have yet to be worn in. But uh, but anyway, yeah, shorts shorts are a thing that I wear <laughs> sometimes now, mostly over the summer. But yeah, now it's it's actually been cooler. I think we we had a couple records earlier this week for the coolest it's been in a November uh, than than normal here in Phoenix. I think it's the coolest it's been since last January, which January is usually the time where we'll have three or four days where the overnight lows will drop slightly below freezing, but otherwise it rarely gets too cold. It's kind of prime time Phoenix weather time. Like today it's really nice. There's there's a Christmas, a, a Christmas? Merry Christmas! There's a crispness in the air, uh, which is certainly, you know, just like, okay, it's 115 degrees outside, but it really doesn't feel too crazy hot because there's zero humidity, pretty much. Uh, the same coin can be flipped in in the cooler months where, okay, it says it's 78 degrees, but it actually feels a little bit cooler because there's no humidity in the air. Uh, so you, you might be caught off guard if you end up, like, in the shade or, or after sunset. It's like, oh, it, it, it gets a little bit chilly here in the desert. It gets cold in the desert. Oh, what do we got here? This looks like a spa. Uh, is that a spawner? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to check it out here. Hold on a minute. We have evidence. This is visual evidence. Whoop! I meant to have you sit down, Wolfie, not go in the water. Visual evidence of a possible spawner. And there's the cobblestone. And we have confirmation. Spawner confirmation, everybody. Let's go down and check it out. This one seems like it's buried pretty deep. Which made it hard to actually see. I'll take some wheat, I guess. Ooh, if we have more gunpowder in the other chests. We might be able to have some uh, birthday uh, fireworks for Wolfie. And it's a spoiler spawner. And they're not going to be able to spawn because there's not two blocks of open air. Alright, where's this other chest? Here it is. Hey, ooh, and some iron. Thank you so much, my friends. Uh, I don't need the bread. I'm fine. All right, neat. Should we? I mean, that's been kind of. Ooh, this one actually might be kind of fun. Yeah, let's uh, let's celebrate by blowing up the spawner it came in. Huh. Ooh, nice parkour to you. All right, Wolfie, uh, stand back. These fireworks are just for you. Um, I need a workbench first of all. I need to do that, and perfect, whoops. That and that, and we will uh, get our workbench back, now that our sword is going to break super soon, because we've been using it to uh, to break down workbenches. Alright, where is the... alright. It is right there, so we really just need to put it there and there. Hey oh, alright. Light the fleet flu light the flues floozy flues 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 light the fuse and we'll have Wolfie in the background of this magical event. Whoa, that happened fast. Happy five hundred episodes, Wolfie. Kabloosh! Woo Get poured water upon Ah, <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Actually a lot less damage than I anticipated. That uh, the one that created the vortex to the underworld was probably one of the best <laughs> that we've done, but all right, 
Could always have some fun TNT time. Don't go in there, Wolfie. That's not where your gift is. I, I have your gifts over here. Yeah, this this is your gift. Happy 500 episodes. Boop. Well done. Well done. Just please be careful. Careful, Wolfie! <laughs> Let's see here. We've got another question from Daniel from Tejas, Texas. Tejas, Texas. Uh, Daniel from Tex Texas ugh, asks, "What are your plans for the upcoming holidays?" None specifically. None specifically. I am going to obviously visit home, but not over any of the holidays, simply because I don't know if you've ever <laughs> looked up like flights for the holidays. They're expensive as fish, man. Like, fishmen are very expensive, so they're very expensive. Uh, like, and they really get you. Like, they'll get, they'll get you like, oh, oh the, the, the flight down there is, is kind of cheap. Or not cheap, but like, oh, it's, it's reasonable. It's a reasonable price to, to get home. It's the trip back <laughs> when they anticipate everybody coming back from the holidays is where they're like, well, suddenly $500 for a one-way flight. Woo! It's craziness. It's madness. So I will be returning home for about a week-ish, but not over the specific holiday. Um, I don't know if that's bad of me. Am I am I doing the uh, the living out of state and far away from family thing wrong? Is that like a responsibility of mine to to pony up the a, a brand new computer's worth of of money for a flight to go visit home? But it seems all right with my family, so heading heading home uh, for that for a little bit. But no specific plans for the specific holidays. Uh, what was the next question here? Also, did you ever watch the series Cosmos: A Personal Voyage with Carl Sagan? Of course, I have. I'm pretty sure I've actually talked about that multiple times. But yeah, one of the uh, best, if not the best. Examples of public outreach for the cosmos and astronomy and, and sciences. Of course, recently... Oh, careful, Wolfie. Don't be spawning under the ice. See, that was a close example of what could happen. One of the, the great examples of public science outreach remade recently with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not remade, kind of just updated. Uh, certainly, I was still a fan of Carl Sagan's series. It even it holds up. A lot of what he says still holds up to this day. So I would really recommend. They took it. It's not on. Net, it used to be on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Uh, it it kind of disappeared once the new Fox series was going to come up. I'm not sure if that was on purpose or what, or who owns the rights or whatever. But, but yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Even, I mean, some of the, obviously, the, the graphics are a little bit outdated. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff might not seem exactly as dramatic or amazing computer graphics as you can expect from, say, the current Cosmos uh, show or anything like that. But all the, all the information is still very uh, relevant and all the points uh, Carl Sagan makes are all incredi incredibly uh, relevant to even nowadays. Uh, and pretty much he kind of, even though there is a lot of stuff that we've learned since then, even about, like, we've discovered, you know, at the time that was recorded, we had not yet discovered exoplanets. Uh, but he still talks about how they, 
must exist uh, and, and how we will find them. Uh, it just is that we, we hadn't found them yet, and now we have thousands upon thousands of them, and even Earth uh, resembling ones in their habitable zones and whatnot, so it's kind of kind of fun stuff to, to go back and look at. You know, talking very excited about the the robotic exploration of Mars, and now we have, you know, he's talked about like, oh, in the future perhaps we'll have, you know, robots on wheels that can, you know, autonomously, you know, without, because of the 15-minute delay, they can decide which path and what science to do, and that's exactly what our, uh, our rovers up on Mars are doing. They have, you know, pretty much on a day-to-day -day basis, they're given commands, okay, get over here, but they'll plan out their own path with radar and obstacle avoidance and finding the best way, best way there or whatever. Uh, moving rather slowly, obviously, but... Uh, so yeah, it's all still very relevant. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, I've seen that a couple times. I've watched that series all the way through. Highly recommended, A+. Let's see, lastly here from Computerizer, who famously was uh, featured on a t-shirt that I wore during the Mindcrack Marathon, although the automated system thought that his name had a swear word in it, so there were asterisks through the middle. And I think in a different language there might be, but not in English. But yeah, Computerizer, thanks for the t-shirt, the but also thanks for uh, the donation to Child's Play Charity Now, and the question about... When you play games, you often say... Boop! When... <laughs> When uh, when placing blocks or whatever, that's actually we just recorded some Rocket League and we say boop a lot, boop, whenever we hit the ball. You often say boop when placing blocks or whatever. Do you do that in real life? My wife and I do, and we picked it up from you. I'm so sorry. People must think you're crazy. Do it in real life? Mmm. I don't think so. Certainly not to myself. I don't... <laughs> when I go to the grocery store and they start checking me out and they put uh, all the items through the, the conveyor belt and it goes, boop, do I go boop back to it? Boop to you too, register. Boop to you too. Um, no, I don't know that I do say boop, to be honest with you. It is a very video game thing, I suppose. In that, oh my gosh, how is it so dark out already? Alright, hold on now, this spider might be mad at us. Let's just dig into the side of this place right here. Why don't we? We do. Alright. Let's do that. Let's have Wolfie sit. Guard the front door. Guard that front door. And there we go. Whoops, that's how we do it like that. Alright. Uh, let's actually go down one. Yeah, that's better. So yeah, no, I, I don't think I do. If I do, it's certainly unconscious. It's unconscious. <laughs> it's when I'm passed out. Uh, it's uh, subconscious, if I do. I say indeed, and stuff like that, because that's just generally part of my vocabulary in real life. That's just that's come into the YouTube video game side of things. Uh, but I'm not so sure about boop. Don't know about boop. But, uh, boop indeed, because we are uh, ending out episode 532. Congratulations to Wolfie. Yeah, you. Congratulations to Wolfie for making it 500 episodes into the series. Hopefully 500 more are, are easy to be had up ahead. 
Um, oh, I should have probably made more boats, but I didn't. Boop! I forgot to make boats. And, uh, yeah, what else What else can I say here? Keep going to farlandsabus.com to donate to Child's Play Charity. Thank you for everybody who did, like I said, pick up that slack and uh, give me all these questions that I answered today. I'm going to need more for the next episode because I just went through them all. But, uh, yeah, I do appreciate it. And uh, so does that spider. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you next time. Es spooky, man. It's totally spooky.